1: wow i could really use current i also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales i guess i'll just go to their website at current.tech
0: what's up you guys sean ross staff here for the fightful.com podcast for august 11th brought to you by draftbeast.com and on it go to our podcast page click that on it link check out their kettlebells their apparel their supplements Everything used by guys like Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Triple H, even UFC fighters. Tons of them use it. And you won't fail a drug test, my friends. I can't say the same for our own Vince Russo. You better be glad we don't do the mandatory drug testing here, Vince. What are you talking about, bro? What drug test am I failing? You...
2: Smoke that OG Kush. That's legal. I'm legal. If you drug test me in Colorado, I'm good to go, bro. I, I, well, maybe. It depends. Bro, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thrown off here because why
0: am I reading Sean Ross Sap Patriot? Uh, because I am a patriot, Vince, as you can see every day. During the Olympics, I am podcasting and wearing an obnoxiously American shirt. Oh, okay.
2: Well, that's good to know, bro. That's why I was you, uh, getting preoccupied with that.
0: You missed the gimmick I had yesterday with Showdown Joe. I had a cat dressed as Uncle Sam with firecrackers in its hands on my shirt, and I, I bought matching socks as well. Nice, bro. Good. I like the uh, I like the uh, USA spirit, bro. Good for you. Me too. Me too. We got a lot going on, a lot more than, than meets the eye, really. Vince McMahon has not been backstage at Raw for a couple of weeks. He's been micromanaging the show via phone, uh, handling everything. I'll say not too great results from what I've seen. What do you make of Vince McMahon missing a couple of weeks in a row well, bro, and the subsequent I results? I will say
2: this. I did not know that. Uh, that is That is surprising to me. So the first thing I think of, to be honest with you, is I hope he's okay. Uh, you know, first sure. and foremost, um, yeah, bro. Like I, you know, I mean, not it hasn't been any worse without him being there, but it certainly hasn't been any better.
0: Yeah, definitely hasn't. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, if you want early access to shows like this, uh, Brandon Howard's awesome financial analysis. He just did a a complete uh, financial uh, breakdown and analysis of Roman Reigns' house show attendance versus Dean Ambrose up on the site. Go register for a free Fightful.com account. We had some of you that were kind of upset that you had to wait. Well, yeah, we had to wait a couple days to get the Vince podcast to get some of this stuff. Go to Fightful.com. Register for free. It takes about 20, 30 seconds, and you will uh, be able to have early access to all of our exclusive content. Uh, Chael an interview, Wikipedia true or false, shows with Vince Russo, columns by Vince Russo, columns by Showdown Joe, all kinds of great stuff. Absolutely free. Also, our forums, which are about to be overhauled. Uh some of you have told us you want it to be a little more user-friendly, a little quicker. So we're uh overhauling our official forums as well. Fightful.com, register there, and you can listen to Vince or you can read Vince Russo writing a raw review while high. That's that's a draw. That's yeah, a draw. Yeah, course. and I was, but I would not say I uh, I was
2: if I wasn't. I was, I've done it twice so far. And I got to be honest with you, bro, it helps me. It really helps me get through Raw. I'm not saying that as a WWE dig, but what happens is I just I care less. So, like,
0: I don't get as frustrated as I usually am. I don't partake often. I did when I had a neck injury really badly, and it helped me through that. And it also caused me to eat six ice cream sandwiches consecutively. Gee, my nitly, bro. Six. Six of them. I was a glutton. Mm. A glutton, Vince. Have you seen this beef between The Rock and Vin Diesel? Yes,
2: I have. I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of TMZ. I'm on TMZ daily. Yes.
0: Could you imagine what just being Vin Diesel and I don't care about his ego whatever he has knowing that The Rock is walking around pissed off at you all day?
2: Yeah, and I got to tell you, bro, listen. You know, reading this story, like, on a daily basis the last couple of days and knowing The Rock, bro, he I, I know he's not the issue. Like, there, there's yeah. no doubt. Bro, he's not. Bro, one thing I always say about The Rock, and I was there at the very beginning. Bro, I was in the garden for the Rocky My Via match. I was there. And I was there all the way through the rise of The Rock. Bro, the guy never changed. Never Never, never, never. So that's why I know I don't care how big a Hollywood star he becomes. The guy never changes. And, I mean, I got to be honest with you, bro. If if freaking Vin Diesel is the executive producer of this film and the guy's freaking lollygagging around, Bro, there's a lot of people on that set depending on him. And obviously, you know, nobody's going to say anything, but I'm glad that The Rock had the balls to say something, bro.
0: Absolutely. I think it's great. I, and one of the jobs of the executive producer is to help make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen. That's right. And, and there, there you go. And like you've mentioned, I mean, the few times that I've interacted with The Rock, nothing but kind to me, didn't know who the hell I was, yep. treated me as if, he was some dude, you know, that I would run into at the store. Very nice guy. If if he wasn't who he was, you would just think that he was another guy. And I don't know. I've never interacted with Vin Diesel, um, so I, it's hard for me to to judge that. But yeah, you don't hear a lot of people. Most of the times when people have problems with The Rock, even that you hear in wrestling. It's because somebody disrespected his family in particular. That, that's one of the few things. Because I know that he had some issues with Shawn Michaels due to some things that were said about his family members. Yeah.
2: And, and, how do you, how do you and, think? And it? also, bro, probably due to the fact that, and th- this is what I think is probably leading to the problems on this set. Bro, he's a perfectionist. When, when, yeah. when he's in something and, and he's, he's involved in a project, he wants it to be the absolute best. And nobody can blame him for that, and that's probably what's going on.
0: How do you think a, a rock versus Vin Diesel fight would go? Vince? Not long, not long, bro, not long. We also have Damian Sandow joining TNA. This news broke today. Uh, you think this was a good idea to announce this before you know before he shows up? I know that you know a lot of times in wrestling they want to do the big surprise thing, yeah. but I know you have been a proponent before. Let people know that it's yeah. happening. Yeah, sure. And so
2: because uh, I, I want to ask you about this, bro, because I know he let something out on social media and and TNA, you know, was hinting around it. So did an announcement come from TNA today? Yeah. Did they make it oh, official? It, it, was,
0: it was in Rolling Stone magazine. So, yeah. But from TNA. I'll have to look. I'll have to
2: check that out. Because that's the thing, bro. I hope TNA isn't still trying to kayfabe this. Bro, when you have 350,000 viewers, you you can't be worried about surprising them. You got to let the masses know that Sandow's coming over. I love Sandow. I'm a huge fan. If used properly, he could be huge for TNA. Uh, Yeah, bro, you got
0: to promote this. You have to. I agree. Uh, you know, there, it's always cool to have, like, little surprises in wrestling. It's one of the things that makes it fun. Right. But when you're TNA right. and you're trying to build, 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 right. this isn't the WWE. They're not on top already. Right. They're trying right. to get near it. So right. I, I think – and what what do you think of him as a signing? I think it's great, bro. I'm a, I'm a huge fan
2: of his. I was a huge fan of his there. Uh, I've since interviewed him. I was more of a
0: fan of his after I spoke to him. I think it's great for them. They have, they're building a very underrated roster over there. I think EC3 is unbelievable. The stuff that Matt Hardy has done is so far outside of the box and different. I like that. And Jeff, Jeff Hardy is Jeff Hardy. He's going to be Jeff Hardy and he will always have that Jeff Hardy type of thing. I don't think Bobby Lashley has ever been better in his professional wrestling career than he is now. He, It's like he looked in the mirror one day and he's like, I can kick everybody's ass here, and that's exactly how I'm going to act on this show. And, and it's perfect. Uh, the signing of Moose was really good. I don't know how familiar you are with Eli Drake's work, but on the microphone, that man is incredible. Really good stuff. They, they They've got something interesting here, and I think the addition of... Damien Sandow can be nothing but good for them, Vince.
2: I agree with you, but but Sean, you know, word of mouth sometimes is just not enough, bro, and and that's always been the problem with TNA, bro. There's a cost of doing business. Part of that cost is advertising and promotion, and bro, I'm I'm sorry, man, if you're just depending on social media. It's a it's it's a tough hill to climb, bro. You know, I mean, my God, I I just wish. I mean, bro, wh- whether you get a partner, whether you get a loan, whatever the situation is, you gotta put money into a full bore campaign and let people know you're out there and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because if it's just word of mouth, bro. At this point in their existence, it's not enough, and it may be too little, too late.
0: Yeah, in the two thousand, the you know, about ten years ago, it felt felt like they were like bubbling under, like they were building something. Like it, it did feel counterculture to like TNA. I think that was a part of their appeal. Now it seems like they're kind of hanging on. Although I will say their their image as compared to six months ago. Much much better, so so that's uh, a positive. Also, let's see what else we have. A cruiserweight title coming soon to Raw. This was almost a foregone conclusion, Vince. I mean, there it's hard to believe that they would institute a cruiserweight division without a uh, without a cruiserweight title. What do you think of that addition?
2: Oh, bro, I just, bro, I. You know, I, I, bro. You know, I'm very close with uh, Glenn Gilberti, the Disco Inferno, and bro, sure. he had a great point today, Sean, that I want to bring up on this show because, C- bro, Glenn has a way of making things very simple, and 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 Glenn, I think what's happened is if you're a fan of the in-ring product, bro, I think there's a lot of choices out there for you. I, I think the style of wrestling, the, the, where the focus is on the match, I think you got Ring of Honor. I think you got Lucha Underground. I think you got New Japan. I think you've got, you know, the, the WWE to extent. The problem is, bro, the, the casual fans or the fans that enjoy the entertainment aspect. Like, what is there for us these days? you know what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing for us anymore. So w- when I hear about the cruiserweight division again, I'm not a fan of that. That's fine, but again, it just seems like they're catering more to that fan, and like us casual fans are just sitting out here saying, "Guys, you gotta, you gotta give us something." Or, you know, you're going to just continue to lose numbers. So, you know, to me, it's like, okay, bro, you're going to have a cruiserweight division now. You're going more into the direction of, you know, the match in the
0: ring. And I think you already have those people. Who's to say that this couldn't slot more of those cruiserweights in this type of thing and allow the WWE to focus more on that sort of like he or WCW did with the cruiserweight division to begin with.
2: Bro, they can't make characters out of the guys they have. I mean, I can't see them making characters out of a bunch of guys that have built the same
0: and look the same. I think if given an opportunity, they, they could, but it's that's, that's, that could be the case with almost anybody. I mean, there are a lot of guys that are that we count as cruiserweights that even if they could pick up. I know you're familiar with one, Dalton Castle, who I had been singing his praises for a long time. There are guys that can be different. That type of guy is different. Yes. I you know, it can be, you know, what it what it's gonna be, the the in ring high flying action, but I agree you have to separate characters.
2: You know, Sean, you have to understand, bro, and I'm bad. I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. I'm jaded, bro, because I've been watching the WWE straight every week for two and a half years, bro. So like my, my faith in them is like at a zero. And that's bad, bro. It's bad for me not to, you know, to look at things that way. But until they start showing me something different, I just I don't have the faith. So maybe one of these days they will prove
0: me wrong, and that'll be a good thing. Fortunately for them, they're well. I don't know. Fortunately, they moved the weight limit down from 225 pounds to 205 pounds for this. A couple reasons, obviously, in the past ten years, pro wrestlers are smaller for several reasons. That wellness test being one of them. Um, human beings generally don't walk around. I mean, if you cruiserweight was two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and that's a UFC heavyweight, so I mean, th- those are still very large human beings. Under that limit, you have Enzo Amore, Xavier Woods. I think that's a good. If, if those two compete in that division, which I'm not convinced they will. Uh, you have your favorite cab driver, Sami Zayn, hmm. him, um, a couple other people that that qualify under that. Neville, he he has no character whatsoever. Do you remember when the Miz was <laughs> trying to learn a British accent and had enlisted Neville, and that lasted yes. about a week? Yep, yep, yep. I thought that I thought that would have been the best thing for Neville. Yeah, some sort of ripple, and that the net that Miz was going to pay him by, you know, teaching him to be more charismatic. I think that would have been great. Yeah. To show some sort of ripple in this guy's character I think that they need. I bet you watched every second of that cruiserweight classic last night. I didn't? have not watched any of it, bro. And that's me. I'm not I'm
2: just I'm not interested in that. That's so that's me, bro. If somebody wants to watch and they think it's great, that's great. I'm I just I'm not interested in that. Are you saying that you hate cruiserweights? No, I'm saying, people? bro. I can't I'm, listen, Sean, I'm a 55-year-old grown man. Fake wrestling matches don't excite me. They, it's, it, it, it's a fake wrestling match. I, I'm not. That doesn't excite me. It doesn't intrigue me. And that's me. So I would never, in a million years, watch something like that. If I wanna see a real fight, I'll watch MMA or you know, I, I won't I'm not gonna watch something that I know is fake. That's not I I never watched wrestling for that, ever. But you watch Teen Mom, that's fake. That's not fake at all, bro. Oh, it's it's heavily scripted. It's they're putting they're put in certain situations, but how they react <laughs> in those situations is is
0: real. I had a girlfriend when I was younger and her her sister Worked at MTV, right? And made sure to reiterate to me. She said, "If you saw it on the screen, on MTV screen, they meant for it to happen, right? Like anything controversial, they meant for it to happen." And I was right. like, "Okay." And I remember because you know I was a big fan of Jackass and Viva La Bam and shows like that. Um, but they were like, "Yeah, even if something seems controversial," with the she said, "with the exception of a couple things on on completely live television, of course, right." Were there any things that you remember during your times like through uh, whether it be TNA, WCW, or WWE that happened live on TV and you were like, oh, shit. Why did this happen? Uh, Well, I I mean the the only – Besides the oddities doing anything. No, the
2: only thing that was tremendous, bro, was like I'll never forget the pay-per-view where the lights went out. Remember that one? Oh, uh, Austin, and Sa- Austin and Savio. Savio. Yeah. That, was a, that was a good feud. Yeah, that, I like that That feud. was a good Bro, people – bro, can I tell you something? Sure. Savio Vega never gets credit for the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Austin would be the first guy to yeah. say, without that program with Savio, before Austin 316, bro, Savio Vega – had so much to do with the success of Austin. It's unbelievable.
0: He gets no credit for let's that. Let's talk bro. about let's talk about that because this is a great example. I remember being I think I was 11 years old. It was February or March of 1996. I remember it like it was yesterday. I did not give a damn about Savio Vega or Stone or Steve Austin. I knew him as the ringmaster. I was like, "Oh cool." the Ted DiBiase endorsed him so he must have a little something so there was that but i it was a month in i didn't care about steve austin these two had a match on raw and they got so competitive in the match that it just they they had to call the match off and it was the perfect setup because after this match i was like Oh, damn. I can't wait to see these two guys go at that again. Yeah. I remember, like, Savio hit this big spin kick in the corner and they both fell out of the ring and they just would not stop fighting. I loved it. Yeah. I thought that was a yeah. great he way.
2: Never it credit, me- he never gets credit, bro. People forget about Savio. And I'm telling you, man. And Steve would tell you the same thing. He had so much to do with Austin's success, bro. It was, you know, the pr- yeah, I- pre Brett match, pre Austin 316. Oh, bro, they, I mean, they,
0: those two were unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, I, I remember that night vividly. A lot of people don't realize Sabio was around for as long as he was. Yeah. He was there for about five years. Yeah, he was there for a good long time, bro. And he had a lot of gimmicks. He had the Quang, Quang the ninja gimmick. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he, you know, was the Caribbean superstar or whatever, and then he did the Nation of Domination, and Los Boric was uh, – what was the – you know, I remember the Los Boric was uh, – Disciples of Apocalypse. Was there another one in the nation? Yeah. What, what? I mean, obviously that there was like racial undertones to that. You have a bunch of a bunch of Latino guys, a bunch of white guys, and a bunch of black guys fighting. Was there any pushback on on doing like almost a gang war between those guys?
2: Not really, bro. And I mean, we there was a lot of that. You know, I mean, the you know, but um, you know, not not bro. It you know, I mean, it, it was. You know, 16 years ago, bro, but the climate wasn't as touchy-feely as it is today. Probably today, you you, you know, you wouldn't do that. But back then, I mean, it hadn't reached that level of, you know, it's, somebody's going to get offended out
0: there, you know? Also something I wanted to talk to you about this week, the Eva Marie thing on SmackDown. Uh. How great was that bro? She's unbelievable, man,
2: bro. I got to tell you, and and I'm not saying this as a pervert. I'm not Sean. Can I tell you something between you and me, nobody else listening, bro? Like I'm 55 years old. Like if, if anybody, I've been married for 33 years, bro. If anybody thinks I got any kind of sexual drive, you're out of your freaking mind. (laughs) I I want to go to sleep at night, Sean. That's it. I just want to go to bed, bro. The body, and I'm not talking boobs. I'm not talking that. Bro, you know what I'm glued to when Eva Marie comes out? You know what I'm glued to? What body part? What's that? Her freaking abs. Oh, yeah. bro. Sh- that, she's sick. Bro, sh- bro, I worked with Sable, and Sable was a workout fiend. Bro, freaking Eva Marie put Sable to shame. Bro, that girl's got to be on, on it. She's got to be in the gym bro 10 hours a day. Her freaking body bro is I don't know if I've ever seen a
0: woman in the business in 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 the shape that that girl is in. Nutrition's come a long way too. It's a lot easier in 2016 for people on the road to stay healthy than they did 20 years ago when you know I would hear from people and they were like if it wasn't waffle house we probably weren't eating it. So, uh, you know, it's, and now you, you do have, you've got a good mixture about 10 years ago. You had a lot of fitness models who couldn't wrestle that were, were in now you got girls like Alexa bliss who are fitness models, but can also wrestle as well. And I'm sure whatever they're doing is rubbing off on people too. We'll talk about that women's division. There's not a lot of depth in ring on SmackDown. So they, they've got to do the smoke and mirrors with Eva, which I love. I love the smoke and mirrors with Eva. You had a short Carmella match. I think I have a name that you would agree would be a good pickup for SmackDown, but she's not contractually available. One, Ivelisse. Oh, God, bro. You want to talk you about somebody me? who would get over? I don't, I, she, would be the, I don't, she would be the best heel
2: boy, right? I, on SmackDown. I got to tell you, bro, I don't know if she'd go there. I, I mean, man, there was a real, real, real bit of taste left in her mouth with you know, the way she was handled there. Bro, She, she's probably... If you had a, if you asked me to name the best in the business right now, and I think Charlotte is great, I'm a huge Charlotte fan, but bro, like Eva Lise is so
0: freaking believable, like
2: she's unbelievable, oh, yeah. bro.
0: I think she called. I think uh, her nickname is the baddest bitch in the room. I believe it when she says I it. Too. I, I believe too. every second of it. I do she too. Does, she does the MMA training to back it up as yeah, well.
2: She's unbelievable.
0: Um, when she wrestles a man on Lucha Underground, it's never like an even thing. She gets crafty, and that's what I like. I was a huge, I was completely against intergender wrestling, just from a you know suspension of disbelief standpoint. Until I saw her, yep. and she made it work. Yep. She's so smart the way that she puts things together, and I'm, I'm sure that a lot of the the stuff had to do with you know past regimes and WWE. Because when yep. I I talked to her earlier this year. She said that uh, when she has spoken to Charlotte that she has helped push forward the same, this, you know, this divas revolution was something that Eva Ivalice was pushing for a long time ago. She was pushing for it in WWE developmental events.
2: Yeah. I don't think though, bro, honestly, like she's, she's where she should be and where she needs to be. They they wouldn't use her right in the WWE. I, I don't think they've
0: used Charlotte right. They wouldn't use her right. I think that's one of my top signings I would I would want in WWE because I think it would take one promo and one in-ring match of her just destroying somebody just like really like Eva Lee style to get her over as the top female heel in that company because she she's a very intimidating person yeah. like as as like her character. Yeah. So I really like that as well. What other news do we have today? I bet you're all up on this MMA union thing.
2: I don't know anything but I don't is, know anything about this. What is this? But,
0: but it is kind of it, it does kind of relate.
1: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast.
0: There are a couple of organizations that it looks like closer than ever, there might be a UFC union. Now, the UFC just sold for $4 billion. Yeah. So if I'm the fighters, I'm saying, hell yeah, it's time for a union. Now, pro wrestling, it's always been tried and talked about and yada, yada, yada. You think we're ever yeah. going to see a pro no, wrestling nobody's, union?
2: Nobody's got the balls. Oh. It's crazy, isn't it? It's ridiculous, bro. It's so freaking archaic. And the fact that people are that afraid of Vince McMahon is
0: like, uh, it's almost embarrassing, bro. It really is. I'm just, you know. It's so weird when, you know, you got guys like Alberto Del Rio who have been outspoken. CM Punk who have been outspoken. Ryback have been outspoken. Cody Rhodes have been outspoken. Together and be outspoken together while under WWE contract and take these to the other wrestlers. Because a CM Punk and Alberto Del Rio, those are some, like Cody Rhodes, whose family has been in the business forever, so if he feels that way, I'm sure his brother feels that way. Why not get together and influence the rest of the people and say, "Hey, guys!" Real
2: simple, bro. Because wrestling is built on the paranoia of losing your spot and it always will be Shay and bro that's the, that's the mind games that they play with you all of this is created within the WWE they know exactly what they're doing they they've had the same um the the same psyche for the last 50 years they make you know they they pit the guys against each other uh, losing your spot, there's the sense of paranoia, there's the sense of we're nothing without them, and that that never changes, bro. That's why you'll never see it.
0: Vince, I, I feel like you're on board with me here. SmackDown is now the better show. Except this week, uh, t- 10 steps back, bro. The, the first, really? two, first two weeks, excellent. This week, they went in the wrong direction. You think that it, with WWE's mindset and the way that they have done things over the past couple of years, do you think they threw in the towel over the Olympics? Uh, I, uh, my, bro, 30 million it, people watching it, which it, I think that's a terrible way to go about things. By yeah,
2: the way. yeah. It, I was just going to say that, Sean. It pains me to say yes. It pains me to say yes.
0: Yeah, I guess, I, but I hate that. That's, un, that's unfortunate. I mean, the Olympics are huge like 30 million people. That That's a lot, but still. That's a that's a show. You know, people can watch it on Hulu later. They can. Well, sure. From they, what I understand, though, I don't know if you found
2: this number or not. But here's here's the thing, bro. What I what I understand is, the last time the Olympics opposed the WWE and RAW, it did a million people more. So in the last four yeah. years, they've lost a million people.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, also, did you see
2: this now, Dean what, Sean, Ambrose? Can, can I, can I stop you before you get to the Ambrose thing? Well, and then we're going to talk about yeah. that because Sean, here's something that pisses me off all the time. And when we have a situation like this, I think it warrants the conversation, bro. You have all the, all the, uh, all the, all the uh, WWE, um, you know, protectors that as the viewing audience continues to dwindle, you know, you hear, oh, there are different ways to watch the show. There's DVR. There's there's iPad. There's phone. There's this. There's blah 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 blah. That that that's always the defense. Thirty million people watch the Olympics, Sean. Yeah, see, see, but people don't want to talk about that. Why, why would thirty million people watch the Olympics live if you could DVR the Olympics? You could watch the Olympics on your phone. You could watch the Olympics on your computer. 30 million people had
0: their television sets well, this, on. It happens once every four years. Wrestling happens every week but as well. But still, bro, but still special. What I want to know is, you know, there, there are these channels and people that say, Nielsen's are archaic. Nielsen's are archaic. How hard would it be for a direct TV to institute their own rating system and work with these? I mean, they're on satellite. I know they can do it because – I used to have a what's being viewed right now the most by region thing on my DirecTV. I don't think it would be that hard for DirecTV to get with consumers and the networks and even tell the consumers, hey, we will knock off five bucks off your monthly thing if you opt into this thing where we track I agree. Bro, meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, the networks pay into that. Yeah. They pay the difference because they want a more accurate representation. Yeah. Well, bro, I don't see how that's that hard. I don't either. And, Sean, there's
2: no doubt about it, the Nielsen's archaic. But, bro, the Nielsen's have been archaic for freaking years, bro. Sure. The Nielsen's have probably been archaic archaic since the end of the 80s. And and you're right, bro. There's so many different ways to go about it. I don't have a clue why that
0: system has not been updated, bro. You know what's weird? Uh, Well, it's not weird. TNA impact each week. Is pirated more than it's watched on television. That's that's unbelievable. But but you know that doesn't matter to advertisers. They don't care because their commercials aren't getting watched. Exactly. So yep. it's horrible for TNA. Yep. That's why you know like when Dixie will say stuff like, "Well, wait for the plus three DVRs." Uh-uh. Uh Uh. On it would not give a single solitary shit about our plus threes. Because bro, Dick, people are bro. You want to know? Forward. You want to know
2: something? When I was there, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sean. But That's when fine. I was there, Dixie used to say that all the time, bro. I pulled a spike executive aside, and I said to them, "What do the plus threes mean to you?" Blah blah blah. Means crap, bro. All they care about is who's watching the show live and who's seeing the commercials. Those plus threes, plus fives, they don't care about those numbers whatsoever. And I used to question Dixie all the time, why are you promoting those numbers when the, the network doesn't care about them? And, and all that matters is the network. And it's the same thing with
0: you and on it, bro. they don't care about that because you're you're fast-forwarding through the commercials. You know what they did during the WWE draft? I think it was the draft or the night before. Yes. It, yes. They, they they left on a split screen yes. silently yep. the yep. match and nothing of note happened, but I think that's a great way yes. and I'm sure advertisers would like that. If they did that and kept Kept people from changing the channel, kept people from fast forwarding. You do that, and maybe those plus threes will mean a little more, Vince.
2: Yeah, I agree, bro. I thought that was a great idea. And nobody really talked about it. It never went anywhere. We didn't know if it was an experiment. I agree a hundred percent,
0: bro. I think that stuff like that, you, you gotta think outside of the box as technology is changing. Like, you know, YouTube will put in ads before our videos and things of that nature that help pay for help keep this thing free help pay for me and you and all all the great writers we have on the site but you know there there are ways that people get around not only just get around paying but get around making our advertisers pay too it's really really and you know that that's what keeps shows on the air that's what allows the wwe to sign talent sign all these talents that people want yeah dean ambrose interviewed by stone cold steve austin did you watch this I did not watch it, but I've read up on it, so I know all about it. So here was my take. I watched it at first, and I was like, wow. What I saw, I was like, I'd be surprised if Ambrose was champion in a month. I have since pumped the brakes on that. This is how Dean Ambrose is. He's a very guarded, protective person of himself. He does not mind talking about his career. But really, a lot of times, outside of some WWE documentaries, He's not that keen on speaking about his personal life and his upbringing, even though he says it wasn't that bad. Austin, who, to Austin's credit, this was his job to pry. It was his job to ask questions as a podcast guy. And Dean Ambrose had to know what he was getting into because this isn't the first one. I had asked people backstage, like, what was the reaction? What was the reaction? And all three of the people that I spoke to said, we were gone, or almost everybody else was gone by that time. Uh, Vince was not there. Vince McMahon was not there, so there was no, no instant backstage like ramifications there. What, what do you think is something like this does for a Dean Ambrose? Do you think it would endear him to people that maybe he and, and Austin also got on him for not pushing the envelope, and Dean said, "Hey, dude, I try." I do what I can, but I, you know, they, they write my checks, wow.
2: bro. Here's what I'm surprised about, bro. And I did not know. Yeah, bro. Vince is it's, it's, it's gone a long way from center. I did not know Vince was not at these TVs and bro. Let, let's let face it. You know, sure. Nothing. To, I, I'm an Ambrose fan. I like Dean Ambrose, bro. Dean Ambrose is not John Cena. Dean Ambrose is not The Rock. Dean Ambrose is not Triple H. We can go on and on and on. Bro, you're talking about if there were ever a champion that you had to protect, Dean Ambrose would probably be at the top of that list. And that's just inexperience, bro. He just doesn't know any better. That, that's all that is. And the fact that they did that interview without Vince McMahon there, and Vince McMahon standing and watching it and listening to his every word absolutely blows me away. It, it, that that would
0: not have happened when I was working at the WWE. What do you think about P Diddy curating the WWE 2K17 soundtrack, Vince? Oh God, bro!
2: You know what pissed me off so much about Monday's Show, and it was one of my notes. That. That P Diddy follows me on Twitter and not you. Does he really, bro? I don't know if I I don't know if I'd be bragging about that to be honest with you. He does. Okay. So does Melissa Joan Hart. Do you know her? She follows me, bro. I tried to get her on a lot of wrestling people. I try I try I tried to get her on my show, but she never responds to me.
0: Yeah, I had actually reached out to her for that and she got back to me because I'm I'm way cooler than you, but mm-hmm. um she said that she doesn't like to do a lot of wrestling related interviews. She's very, very nice about it, but she said she doesn't like to do wrestling related interviews. And a lot of it had to do with, with that with Owens Twitter, gimmick. The Twitter beef with Kevin Owens and stuff. And she said, you know, if I put my opinions out there, you get a lot of hate for it. No kidding. And Sabrina, the teenage witch, ain't used to a lot of hate, I don't think. Yeah, no, that's definitely why she stays away from it, no doubt. Yeah. Uh also Wale, I know you're familiar with him, another yeah. But here, here's the downside of P Diddy and Wale, who follow me only because I'm into wrestling. That's it. I get, I get people in my my business email inbox sending me like beats and demos and stuff. It's really weird.
2: Yeah, I get that a lot too, bro. And I never know like why. I'm always like, why am I getting this? Like, I'm like, you know,
0: they're good. They're sometimes they're good. But I'm like, what am I gonna do with this? Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Yeah. I don't have those connects. I mean, I don't know those people. But yeah. So what were you we gonna say? What pissed uh, you off I, about I just, Monday Night uh, Raw? Bro, this is what I mean about them. That's I,
2: I just hate this about the WWE. Freaking Biggie almost gets killed last week. <laughs> And here he these guys are the next week eating bootios with P. Diddy. And I'm like, oh, I thought sp-. you were going to bring up the doctor. No, thing. no, no. I thought that was entertaining. But I'm like, is is there just no heat in wrestling anymore? Like, is heat just a thing of the past that th- 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 the guy got laid out last week? They're not seeking revenge. They're not cutting the stiff promo. They're eating bootios with P. Diddy. And I'm like, that's everything that's wrong with wrestling, bro.
0: I like the doctor thing. Yeah, that
2: was fun. That was entertaining. I like that too.
0: Gallows and Anderson are two guys uh, <laughs> who can absolutely match wits with the New Day if, if they're cut loose. They were cut loose a little bit this week. So I, I hope that happens. Uh, I, I've spoken to Carl Anderson a few times, and, man, that guy, sharp as a tack, can go with anybody on the microphone. Very funny, very entertaining. And they they were brought in action, and they were uh, Styles lackeys, which, you know, cool role for them, too, because I think Styles was great with them. Also, I want to know what you thought about the the Finn Balor vignette.
2: I thought that was was great. I thought that was great, but I still, bro, I don't understand the whole psychology of, uh, okay, I'm going to be a demon at the pay-per-views, and the other three weeks I'm going to come out like Fonz. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, bro. Because to me, the message you're sending is, "Oh, the the, the only important matches are the pay per views." you, you, don't, you I, don't. I feel the same way. Like I, everything else doesn't exactly. matter. Like he doesn't.
0: I, I don't know. Like he doesn't care enough to right. be the demon. Yes, Sean, I don't
2: know how anybody can argue that. I don't know how anybody can argue that I'm point. You. You're telling the
0: audience, just watch this guy once a month. I'm with you, and I think his entrance. Have you seen his demon entrance? Yes,
2: it's phenomenal.
0: It's Bray Wyatt. It's The Undertaker. It's something like that. Yes, it is very hard in 2016 to create a supernatural character that is convincing. They have one with Bray Wyatt. They have one with Finn Balor. That's probably uh, outside of Undertaker and Kane. They've never had really more than that. I don't think so because you know they've had the Boogeyman, and but he wasn't a top level talent. They, they need to find a maybe more time-efficient way to do the makeup because I know it takes him hours to do that. So obviously, you know, if it's a live event, who gives, it, who gives a shit? Let him come out without the paint. No big deal. Uh, but on TV, I think he absolutely should wear the paint. Um, I do. Uh, you know, if they're doing backstage interview vignettes thing, I'm, not, I'm okay with him not wearing the paint to be in a vignette. But if he's wrestling... Every match should be so important to him that he has to reach in and get the demon.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, like, like, bro, how do you choose, you know, if you're a Fimbela, how do you choose what match is important and what match isn't? What match do I put on the paint?
0: And what, like, uh, it's, it's so kabuki-ish. Vince, I'll ask you this. What do you think were some of the worst gimmicks that the WWE ever came up with? Oh boy, I did a whole article. Or on WCW, this. I did
2: a whole article on this for the WWE magazine. The the, the three, the top three are simple, real simple: the Gobbly Gooker, Samba Simba, oh god, and WCW's Yeti. Those, yeah. I think, though, I, I don't think anybody's in the category of those three. I just don't.
0: What do you think? What were some of the worst that you pitched, personally? That you look back now, like why did I do that, bro? A lot of
2: bad ideas were Vince. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> like, bro, like Galgo was Vince because Vince found it hysterical that the guy's a hunchback and you can't pin
0: him. See, I heard, I heard that that was well. I mean, I know that was a Jim Hurd thing. Back they had like hunchbacks. Which it's funny because that's one of the like most ridiculed ideas in WCW history too. The fact that uh, I think it was I – don't, I don't know if it was Jim Hurd or who it was that thought that that was hilarious, yeah. that they would have a tag team of hunchbacks. And I guess Kevin Sullivan said, what's he going to do when I throw a low ankle pick and tap him out with an ankle lock or something like that? Yeah. And then the idea was gone. Well, and, you said so, Golgo uh, was earthquake. People, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Gogo yeah. was earthquake. And then another one, bro, was I'll never
2: forget, he pitched this to me and Ed. And like, we sat there, like, really? He wanted Dustin Rhodes to wear a full flesh colored bodysuit and be the naked guy. And like, me and Ed so, were like, bro, like, really? Like.
0: Uh, so, what he did instead. Was just have Midian not wear anything and be the naked guy. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah.
2: I can't oh, think man. of ones that I thought like we did were real. I'm sure a lot of people, people do, but I can't. I mean, bro, what, what did we do that was really bad? Guy, yeah, you tell me. WWE, Either, any
0: any company. I'll I'll make a list of it. I'll keep a running list for the bro. I had nothing to do with it segment. That'll be a fun one. I, I got to do a Wikipedia true or false with you soon. Yeah, too. I did one with uh, Chael Sonnen this week, which is going up tonight. Have you ever seen an interview from Chael Sonnen? I interviewed him once. Fantastic! Yeah, he's great, he? bro. Yeah, he's really good. I loved it because I knew that I could speak to him for 25 minutes, and I get six headlines out of it. I mean, that's just that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, he he knows his wrestling. He knows his MMA. Uh isn't afraid to t- talk about things that he, like his drug tests and yeah, things of big that time. nature. Yeah,
2: He loves that. Yeah, and he makes a lot of sense too, bro, when he talks. Oh, yeah. he, he's, he, you know, you're like, yeah, you know what? He's right.
0: Oh, yeah. Love that. The exclusive interview, the audio is up at Fightful.com. You can check that out. Go sign up for a free account. Won't ever cost you a dime, no credit card or anything. And tonight we have the Wikipedia true or false that goes up as well, where we debunk some quote unquote Facts, but Vince, I'm really excited to do that with you. I, maybe we'll do that next week. I want to save it for a week where there's not like a lot of headlines, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because if I can ask you about Vince, Vince McMahon not being backstage, so, you know, yeah. you know, I'll ask you this, <laughs> and this is a loaded question: What can TNA wrestling do to get three million views? Oh God, next week, the bro, the, the dumb, week. bro. They'll never get $3 million. The rapture?
2: Bro, that's never going to happen.
0: Bro, bro the rapture and, and Jesus returns yeah, and he is advertised.
2: Yeah, I mean, bro, they, they had it, man. They
0: were there. They were there and they let it slip away. It's a shame. I do think that they have some good tools. They have a pretty decent show many weeks Uh Matt Hardy is a genius. That guy needs to be involved in wrestling creative. And I know he's interested. He flat out has told me he's interested after his career because you look back at Matt Hardy and he made the character work as a Hardy boy. He got over like that. He got over with his version one thing with all the internet gimmicks. Then he got, not only did he get fired, getting fired made him the biggest star he's ever been in his career. And he spun that, um, I know you haven't seen I I've, I've got to send you some stuff from his his feud with MVP. It was so good. Then he did the the big money mat thing, made a success out of that. and Now this broken mat thing that a lot of people initially thought was the worst thing in wrestling. Do you remember when that contract signing happened and people acted like it was the worst thing that ever happened? Yeah.
2: Yeah. The only thing is bro to take, you know, bro there's a big difference between writing for yourself and writing for 50 other people
0: true very true Big difference. because a lot of that stuff matt knows that he can make work
2: yeah yep yep
0: it's like and i remember i hornswoggle said that he was supposed to get a gimmick as a manager he's supposed to do and like they had talked about it for weeks and then the day of they had him try to talk in an accent and they were like this ain't working you're go, you're you're not doing this yeah so I mean, you got these writers that that don't always know what they're writing writing for. Was that did that ever become a problem for you? Because I know I spoke to Elijah Burke and he said, I he told me that you came up to him and you were like, "Listen, I am fifty something years old. I can't be you. You have to add yourself into this character."
2: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, bro. Yeah, you you know. I mean, bro. You that that's the one thing, bro. Like when you are working with talent, like. You have to know their limitations and you have to, you know, bro, there comes a point a lot of times where you know, like, this is all I'm going to get out of them. You you know what I mean, bro? And and you have to know that you got to know when to leave it alone and go back to it, leave it alone and go back to it.
0: It's, it's really, really, really a fine line, bro. Guys also visit the fightful online, Twitter fightful Online. Facebook, all of our stories post automatically to they're now up. Uh, previously, we had done that manually, and maybe it took some time to get the stories up there. Not anymore. They go up automatically, so all of our great news, I'm talking dozens of updates a day. Saturdays, Sundays, a lot of people call those slow news days. Not us. We're posting dozens of updates all the time. Vince, tell these people about the brand. You can follow the brand uh,
2: many, many ways. The uh, the most important way, I think, is we are on Podcast One every day, Monday through Friday, with a differently themed show. You can see those shows on video a day early by signing up to the Realm Network. Just go to russosbrand.com. It's only 75 cents a week, there is a brand new episode of The Business of the Business that went up today and that is absolutely free on Vince Russo's The Brand YouTube channel where we take you behind the scenes of a wrestling company so you could see how it works. The fourth episode went up today on YouTube, VinceRusso'sBrand.com. You can follow me on Twitter at TheVinceRusso.
0: I love the business of the business. An excellent look at things like that. Um, Before we go really quick, I wanted to mention another thing. Ryback, in negotiations with a few companies, where do you think he'll land?
2: Oh, man, I'd love to see him land at TNA. I think he's another guy that could be a great asset to them. I really, really, really do. I mean, bro, the few, few, um, you know, rays of, brilliance i saw from ryback like it's there it's there when when they allowed him to be himself which was like maybe one or two times the guy wasn't bad so i
0: would love to see him land there absolutely i think he could be a good hand for tna uh maybe new japan i don't know it depends on how he can work that style but i think tna would be very lucky to have him uh i think and it's funny because you, know, you think guys are big until you stand them next to a guy like Ryback, and he might make some of those guys look kind of small. Yeah. Either way, fightful.com, you guys go there, register, absolutely free account. Please let people know, share it on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, our stories, things of that nature. Our success is dependent on, on you guys sharing things, liking things, uh, checking out the site. We are a- always updating the website all day long. Uh, Sign up, you'll get uh, early access to exclusive podcasts, Vince Russo's columns, Showdown Joe's columns, Brandon Howard's financial analysis, Wikipedia, true or false, our forums, which are about to be overhauled, lots of stuff. Like I said, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Fightful Online and visit our sponsors, DraftBeast, and click that On It link. Guys, I am back, I think, Monday after Monday Night Raw with Rob McCarron of Shake Them Ropes. Until next time, guys.